knowledge is so important. And that's what God is able to, to give us. We think of perhaps in the Old Testament, for instance in Ezekiel 8, we, we see there how Ezekiel was sitting in his house in Babylon. And as he's sitting in his house in Babylon, something strange happens. It says here in verse 2, Ezekiel 8, I looked and I saw a figure like that of a man. For what appeared to be his waist down was like fire, and thereup his appearance was as a bright and glowing metal. He stretched out what looked like a hand and took me by the hair of my head. Can you imagine that? Being grabbed by the hair and lifted, the spirit lifted me up between earth and heaven and visions of God. He took me to Jerusalem. He's still in Babylon, but he's getting a vision of what's going on in Jerusalem. And there it says that he went to the entrance of the north gate of the inner court where the idol that provokes to jealousy stood. And there before me was the glory of God of Israel as in the vision I'd seen in the plain. So this is a vision, this, but this is also a word of knowledge because God is revealing, giving a revelation to him about what's happening in Jerusalem and why everything's going pear-shaped. And he starts, if you read verse five, I'm not gonna read it now, he starts talking about all the detestable things that are taking place in the temple. He even borrows through the wall and has a peep and a peer into see what the priests are doing. It's all in a vision. It's a word of knowledge. And because of that revelation, something could be done about it. So often we think we can solve a person's problems uh, because they say, what's wrong with you? Well. I've got a pain in my back, and I've had a pain in my back for the last 25 years, and I've been praying for, and nothing's happening. You're thinking, well, surely if God is the God of miracles, which he is, there's got to be some kind of reason why that person hasn't been healed. And we're not going to go into the whole issues of healings and why someone heals, some not healed, but sometimes there is a good reason. Maybe it's unrepentance, unforgiveness. Something like that. And God can give you a revelation, a word of knowledge, which when revealed to you, you can bring that person to a point, perhaps when they have to forgive, maybe an abusive father or something like that. And suddenly, like that, the healing comes. Have you seen that? I've witnessed that. But how would we know that if the Holy Spirit hadn't given us that word of knowledge? We think of Elisha. Do you remember with the Arameans and how it says in there in the scripture um, in 2 Kings 6 that Elisha knew what the king was saying in his bedroom? How? Word of knowledge. And I really believe that we neglect asking the Holy Spirit for the word of knowledge when sometimes we really should and ask him because we need it. Because it can change a situation instantly, completely, transform a person's life, can, can change a, a church which isn't growing into a church which is fruitful, knowing what's going on behind in the spiritual realms. Mm -hmm. Opening your eyes to see. We need to see. Otherwise we struggle in the flesh and we need to have sometimes a revelation. I remember in a church in Guernsey back in 2006. I was an associate pastor uh, with a, a wonderful man called Pastor John Roddis. 
And he came to the island and he'd been fantastic preacher, wasn't he? We used to go along just to be blessed with his preaching. And uh, he moved in the gifts of the Spirit and it was wonderful. And we saw healings, we saw all sorts of amazing things happen. But we couldn't get growth. No one was getting saved. How I many know if you're in a church and people don't get saved, there's something wrong? Uh huh. There's something wrong. There's got to be because that's what we're here for. The church is the vehicle for which to advance the kingdom of God on earth. So we should be seeing people saved. And if we're not, then there's something that needs to be dealt with. So I was praying with Pastor John one day in his office um, in the midweek, I think it was. So as I'm praying, John is praying, suddenly, similar incident. I feel myself being transported out of that room and to a back road behind the church. And in this vision, it suddenly goes dark. I see a house, now I haven't been to the back of the road, so I don't know the houses. But when I went afterwards, after I had this incident, I saw the house that I seen in my vision. And it's dark. And out of the front door come hooded people. They're wearing these cloaks and these hoods. And they're all walking down this road. It's pitch black, it's the middle of the night. They're coming to the church and they're walking around the church at night because I knew what was happening here it was a local coven and they were cursing the church I had that revelation and so I said to Pastor John I said when I sort of found myself back in you know the room this kind of thing I hadn't gone anywhere it's just a, a picture a revelation a word of knowledge I said to Pastor John what happened he said we've got to get the church leaders together tonight and we're going to walk around the church and we're going to break the curse. I said, come on, let's do this. Mm. So we got all the elders and the leaders and they came and we explained what had happened. And we all marched around the church the same way that these people in this vision had. And we were just praying the name of Jesus. We break this curse in the name of Jesus. We tear down this stronghold in the name of Jesus. We cover this place with the blood of Jesus and all of this kind of really great declaration praise and prayers and after that well as we were doing it I could hear like a brush sweeping I thought that's funny it's just in my my it was not for real it was going on I could just hear it in the spiritual I thought oh I remember when Jesus said when a spirit comes out of a man he goes into the wilderness he's brushed clean the house is brushed clean, and then the spirit comes back, finds it's unoccupied, and brings other spirits with it. I'm thinking, it's the brushing clean of the curse. So I shared that with the leaders, and then literally, like within two or three weeks, we saw people starting getting saved. We saw 22, 24, I can't remember exactly, people got saved in six months, and baptized, and all the rest of it. But if I hadn't had that word of knowledge, that revelation, where would we have been? We probably would never have seen the victory or the growth. Now, John could have had that. Why me? I don't know. Maybe because God was trying to teach me something, but I was certainly available, made myself available for the Holy Spirit to give me the gifts as he determines. That's what the scripture says. He determines it. So being available, and I want to encourage you tonight, if you find that you're counselling someone who's going through difficulties and you can't get to the bottom of it, or in your church, if you're looking for a real breakthrough in growth, 
or, or in your town, if you're finding there's almost like an oppressive atmosphere, ask the Holy Spirit for the gift of knowledge, the revelation. Lord, show me what's going on and what needs to be done so we can break it in Jesus' name. And then, then you can see something happen. Again, uh, we went to Church of God and uh, we thought we were told it was a really <laughs> great church, uh, no problems. <laughs> just need a good pastor just to lead them forward. And we went and um, 10 months all seemed very nice on the surface. Everything was great, you know. Weren't seeing any, anybody getting saved, weren't seeing new people, but worship was good, and, you know. Everything was fine. But when I went to preach with a view, before we went up, we came out of the service and Bev said to me, she said, what do you think of the place? And I said, it's a great place with great people. But I said, there's a spirit of lust here. Now the Holy Spirit revealed that to me sometime during the service. And I hadn't thought any more about it. I thought I'd just leave that and see what happens. So 10 months in, and then suddenly, oh boy. <laughs> Somehow, I won't go into the details, but we discovered that there was some sexual immorality going on between a young girl and a married man. And after we'd counseled the young girl, who said I, he'd just been texting me with inappropriate texts, I said, yeah. Well, we'll just pray about that one then. I went to sleep, and in the night I had a dream. And in that dream, I saw this young girl, aged probably about eight or ten, in a red dress, standing with the background, it was like a, a metal shed, and she was with an older man. And I didn't see anything else, thank the Lord, but I knew what happened. She'd been abused as a, a young child. And so we had her back. <laughs> um, we just said to her, look, uh, we've had, I've had this dream. Is this true? Yes, it was. It did happen. And then she started to confess that it wasn't just texts. It was actually an affair. And then we found out there was other people involved. And then we found out in the end there were seven people, mostly from the worship band, who were sleeping with each other. One man who married a sister was sleeping with the other sister, even though he was married, and it was just horrendous. And so we're gradually trying to uncover things, but let me tell you, without that revelation, without that word of knowledge, I wouldn't have got to the bottom of the situation, of the problem. But as soon as we dealt with that, then people started coming in and getting saved. Funny that, isn't it? So we're looking for breakthroughs, but perhaps we need spend more time saying, Holy Spirit, give me some word on this. Give, give me some idea of what's going on. I can tell you because you're Pentecostals and you won't think I'm completely off my, my rocker. But the week before the girl came to us, I was praying in the church. I was walking up one aisle, around the back by the media desk, coming around, and I was praying in tongues, and just praying for breakthrough and all the rest of it. And as I was coming, it was a chair by the window facing inwards, funny enough, just one chair. And as I passed it, I sensed an evil presence. And so I thought, okay, well, I'm not having this. <laughs> so I stood by the media desk 
and I started to take authority over this invisible being, spiritual being, whatever it was, I don't know. But I started to take authority and just tell it to leave in the name of Jesus, never come back. I had no right in this place. And uh, after about 10 minutes, all I can say is I felt this thing go past my face. And I'd opened the door to the foyer and opened the door to the, to the road. And I felt it brush past me and go. So I grabbed the anointing oil and anointed the door frames. Uh, and I just prayed that this thing would never enter again. And I know what it was. It was the spirit of lust. It had been there for many years. And when I looked into the history of the church, I found lots of secrets of sexual immorality throughout the years that had all been brushed under the carpet. And it had been resident for years until one day God revealed to me what the problem was. Now, I'm not just talking to pastors here, because some of you are congregation members, some of you might be church leaders, but whoever you are, can I encourage you, ask the Holy Spirit for revelation. Ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, I thank you for the gift of prophecy, I thank you for the gifts of healing, I thank you, you know, for the gift of miracles, I thank you for the gift of tongues, interpretation, but Lord, when I need it, would you give me a word of knowledge? So I may know things that are going on which I would not in the natural know. So that I can then get to the bottom of the problem, find out what stronghold is, and tear it down in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Amen. And I, I am convinced that many churches aren't seeing breakthroughs because there's stuff. There's stuff there. And you don't know what it is, you can sense it, but you can't get a breakthrough in it because you know what it is. Holy Spirit does. So ask Him. Ask the Holy Spirit, would you give me a word of knowledge? And then once you have that, then you'll be able to see the answer come and the breakthrough come in Jesus' name. I think I'll probably cover pretty much, we don't want to take you too far into the night, but I hope that perhaps of what I've shared here from my own testimony, from briefly from the scriptures, it would encourage you to continue to seek the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The gifts are here for you to be used for the advancement of God's kingdom. And it's not just for the evangelists or ministers, church leaders, it's for everyone. Everyone who is born again, Amen. filled with the Spirit, has access to gifts that completely can transform communities, churches, towns, individuals. We want to win Scotland for Christ, don't we? Amen. 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 And that's possible. It is possible. But we can't do it in our own strength. We can't do it with our own abilities. It doesn't matter if we're a doctor of theology or anything like that. Nothing wrong with being that, by the way. But we need the power of the Spirit. And we need the gifts that He so willingly wants to give us if only we would ask Him if you've got clean hands and a pure heart. Just ask the Holy Spirit. Look, I'm a vessel, Lord. I have no power of my own. But I know that through me, you can achieve great things if I make myself available. I wish, I suppose, 
right back to the age of, I don't know, 8, 13, that I'd really gone for it and sought the Holy Spirit, to be baptised with the Holy Spirit before the age of 30, uh, because I think I've had an extra 10, 20 years to see miracles happen, healings happen, all of these things happen. So I want to encourage you, Livingston, you can win the whole town for Christ. Amen. You can. Amen. You can. Amen. Because the gospel is still the power of God unto salvation to all, all who believe. How are they going to respond? Because it also says in the scriptures, the God of this age has blinded the eyes of the unbelievers so they cannot see the truth. So we need to pray in the Spirit, be intercessors, and, and pray that those blindfolds that cover people's eyes in this town are lifted, that the angelic hosts come and war against the principalities that are in this town and clear the atmosphere so people's hearts are softened to receive the gospel. We need to operate, not just in name as Pentecostals, but in actual fact. Let's be filled with the Spirit. Let's go every day into our workplaces, schools, universities, wherever we are, and let's be open and ready for the Holy Spirit to give us the gifts. Can you imagine that in the office? Getting a word of knowledge for a colleague who's suffering maybe from depression or anxiety, and you tell them, you know, I feel that God's just told me that when you were five years old, this happened to you, blah, 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 and find out that's actually true. And then you can say, okay, well, I'd like to pray with you right now, and we're going to command that this, uh, this thing that damaged you to be healed in the name of Jesus. I've done that, actually, quite funnily enough. You're not supposed to do the work, but when I was still working in the bank, and I was quite vocational, a lady asked for some prayer, and I actually took her into the boardroom. Now, it was a bit like funny, a, a, a man and a, a woman in the boardroom alone, but I just prayed over her life and her circumstances, and I saw instantly a transformation take place in work time. Mm. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. You know, all time is good for God. So be encouraged. Let's seek the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Maybe tonight. Maybe you want that. Maybe you think, oh, I really want that. Uh, maybe you didn't realize that you can ask the Holy Spirit for his gifts. You can. can. Ask. Amen. And you know what? He'll give them to you. Amen. You know, it, it, may be, it may be any of these gifts. But just ask him. And let's begin to see us operate as Pentecostals, moving in the power of the Spirit, with the gifts of the Spirit, and see strongholds, torn down in people's lives. Let's see churches begin to be fruitful and multiply. Let's begin to see the, the, you know, the strong man in the town of Livingston. Let's see him torn down. Let's see him routed out. Amen? Let's see Jesus glorified in this place. We can do that. Believe it. Have faith. Operate in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Can we just pray just for a moment before I hand over? Heavenly Father, I thank you that you have an agenda. You have a mandate. And your agenda and your mandate is that all will be saved. And we know, Lord, that that, that can only be broached, attempted, if we operate within your rules. And you've given us 
everything that we need in order to be successful in our Christian life, in our ministries, all of these areas, of course we're going to have trouble. Of course we're going to come up against conflict and challenges. But Lord, you said in your word that you conquered all these things and we are more than conquerors in you. So help us, Lord, not to get so wrapped up in the problems that we don't realize that actually, in your eyes, we only have to say the word. And that, that can be solved, that can be dealt with, that can be torn down. Lord, help us realize what we have with the Holy Spirit in us and the gifts that he wants to give us, that we can not just transform individuals' lives, but maybe even this nation's life. Help us, Lord, dream bigger dreams. See what's going on in the supernatural and deal with those things. Lord, help us do that together. We can't do it alone. Help us do it together in the name of Jesus.